science, technology, humanity, and the unknown. In a world fueled by advancement, it's very easy to get left behind. Join us on Dual Horizons for the latest updates in the world of tech. Greetings, Earthlings. Welcome to Dual Horizons, the podcast that covers the latest and greatest in the world of tech. I am your host, Eric. And I'm your host, Cedric. We're brothers, viewing the same world from totally different horizons. This is season one, Man Meets Machine. And this season, we're focusing on bioengineering. So without further ado, let's go ahead and uh, introduce the topic for today's discussion. Uh, on today's episode, we're discussing clustered, regularly interspaced, short, palindromic repeats. And that's a bit of a mouthful, so we'll just call it uh, CRISPR. It's funny, when you first mentioned CRISPR to me, I actually thought you were just talking about something in the fridge. I, I know, right? I, I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, that's actually, what I thought it was. Like, I was like, what? So, but, um, but yeah, so um, we're talking about CRISPR today on today's episode. Um, so, and oh yeah, just a little caveat. Um, uh, I, by myself, I am not a, uh, you know, confirmed scientific expert mind that can uh, give you the rundown on this. Do not take my word as gospel. Yeah, same here. I am just a curious dude that just loves tech. <laughs> yeah, we just look, we're really curious about technology. Um, so don't, you know, uh, get up in arms if anything that we say seems a little bit off. We're not at all experts in this, but uh, we do find this stuff interesting. So we're going to just have a quick uh, conversation about it. Absolutely. And anything that we say is... Um, Absolutely, our own opinion does not reflect any organization yeah. or anything like that. And our opinions are completely separate. Yes. We are not. We don't discuss what we're what we're going to talk about beforehand. We just get here and start going. Right. Right. All right. Cool. So let me go ahead and just kick it off here. So, uh, what is CRISPR? Okay. Um, so I'm actually uh, getting this definition from um, uh, ScienceNewsForStudents.org. Um, so essentially, in a nutshell, what I understand CRISPR as is a CRISPR is a genome editor, uh, so think Brave New World. Um, we're editing genes, animal and plant genes. Um, so how does it work? Okay, so here's a definition from um, sciencenewsforstudents.org. Scientists start with RNA, whatever RNA is. I'm um, oh, sorry, it's, uh, it says that RNA is a molecule that can read the genetic information in DNA. Uh, the RNA finds the spot in the nucleus of a cell where some editing activity should take place. Uh, most of the genetic material in a cell is stored in the nucleus. Uh, this, this RNA that acts as a guide, uh, shepherds Cas9, Cas9 is another word for CRISPR, uh, to the precise spot on DNA where a cut is called for. Uh, CRISPR then locks onto the double-stranded DNA and unzips it. Uh, this allows the guide RNA to pair up with some region of the DNA it has targeted. Uh, CRISPR snips the DNA at this spot. This creates a break in both strands of the DNA molecule. The cell, sensing a problem, repairs the break. And uh, when this break is fixed, uh, it might disable a gene, which is apparently easy. Um, and alternatively... Uh, the repair might fix a mistake or even insert 
a new gene. So you can actually create uh, new genes in an animal or plant that may not have previously been there mm -hmm. using CRISPR technology. Um, so that's the definition from the website. So uh, what can it do? Um, CRISPR can quickly and efficiently tweak almost any gene in any plant or animal. Uh, researchers already have used it to fix genetic diseases in animals, uh, to combat viruses, and to sterilize mosquitoes. They've also used it to prepare pig organs for human transplants and to beef up the muscles and beagles, apparently. Okay? Mm -hmm. I don't know why you want to beef up the muscles and beagles. Um, are beagles weak or something? I mean... Uh Maybe. I mean, I, I myself, I, I've never been much of a Beagle fan myself, other than, like, maybe Snoopy. Yeah. You know? Yeah, he's okay. He's all right. Sometimes it's, thanks, it's Thanksgiving, so we'll see him tomorrow, right? We will see him tomorrow. Wow. Right. Way, way to date the episode, though, man. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so that's CRISPR. That's what it does. Um, there's definitely more about it. It's definitely more to CRISPR than what we just said. So, you know, obviously look it up and see for yourself uh, what the what CRISPR can do. And, you know what's funny is that, like, as I was um, discussing with some friends uh, that, you know, this episode is going to be about CRISPR, I was actually amazed that when I brought that that name or that word up, how many people actually did know. Uh, yeah, I actually, I just brought it up at that meeting I told you about just the other day. Everybody just automatically knew, like, oh, yeah. And even the article that we're going to talk about in a few seconds here, most people have heard about this situation. So mm -hmm. let's, just, let's just jump into uh, this article here. Yeah, let's um, So this article is from uh, NPR. Uh, the title reads, Chinese scientist says he's first to create gen genetically modified babies. Using CRISPR. Mm -hmm. Most people have heard about this. Um, so this has been out for a minute. Uh, when did this article come out? It came out uh, November of last year. So, yeah, it's been a while. People have obviously seen this. Yeah. It's, so it's been a while. It's been a year since we found out. Yeah. He used it. Oh, right, right, right. So <laughs> that's even some more to bring in. It's been a year since uh, we found out. Um, and I guess... Um, I guess I'll go ahead and like get us into the story. Mm. Um, I brought this over to Eric and let him know there was this scientist. I, I'm gonna give you a, a, pretty much a, a, a um, synopsis because I, we'll have the link in our description, and you can look at the article right in the description and kind of um, kind of catch up. But uh, there's the scientist. He Jianque uh, of the Southern University of Science and Technology in Shenzhen, um, Shenzhen. I think so. Shenzhen, China. Um, and he is the first person to use CRISPR in order to, um, remove what would be a doorway for HIV from twin babies. Uh, the father of the, uh, of the babies, uh, is HIV positive. And what he, uh, claims to have done was use CRISPR to, um, to remove the doorway where HIV would have entered the embryo. And he says that they were born happy and healthy and that they are cured of HIV. Now he is already championing, cha championing, uh, this, um, this breakthrough, which it is. It is a breakthrough. But what has to be noted is that the science community prior to, uh, prior to he ever actually doing the surgery, um, already said that this is there's not enough information to see what CRISPR could do to a gene 
down the line, which is like some of the things we've already discussed in terms of possibly creating a brand new gene, um, the social implications of it, uh, possibly removing uh, back some type of gene that keeps us from getting super influenza or something like that. Um, so, right, and also in the, in the article, like it, it isn't just. There's a lot of there's a lot of negatives in in the article. A lot of people are mad at him about this. Even the people that actually had to um, deal with the creation of the technology, the actual development of it. Um, and I think it says it said in the article that um, what he did may put the the children at risk or higher susceptibility for the West Nile virus, something like that. And you know, we exactly like the issue is that there hasn't been enough long term. Um, science done right. to prove that this is something that is safe to do on human science hasn't gotten to this point yet now but we do have to recognize that he also um he Jianque, uh when he did this procedure he's pretty much saying hey man like we have the technology we have the ability to help people why are we not using this we need to move forward which is also, another thing to kind of think about, right. you know, uh, are we going to be cautious as we move forward inside of humanity and the technology that we have available to us, knowing that we've always depended on modern science and modern medicine to keep us alive longer, to let us have more, to let us be able to re- reproduce in higher numbers if uh, if that's what we want, or even just being able to live fulfilling lives for a longer period of time. So. You know, that's also another thing to, to to consider when you think about this. Right. And it, like you said, it is, is totally a, a breakthrough. In the article, it says that um, a lot of people in the scientific community kind of seem – kind of believe that if they can con- confirm um, his findings, uh, that it will be on par with um, the first uh, ch- child produced through in vitro fertilization. Correct. Right. Um, but, uh, but, yeah, also it is important to remember that in the article – it, it it says that um uh, there's there are other methods to kind of pre- to prevent you know yeah. a child contracting HIV from one of um HIV positive parents mm-hmm. i think they said that you could wash the sperm or mm-hmm. something like that so i think that's where a lot of the frustration kind of came in you know um right and we, and it's funny that you know what also was mentioned in the article is like we already have techniques we yeah. already have things that that's what, do that's that where a lot why of the are we came from yeah yeah like and it, but it might be like a, if it's not broke don't fix it mm-hmm. you know it may be some people that are like oh well we are we have you know a knife why do we need scissors mm-hmm. so <laughs> I mean, yeah it's what our humanity is i mean like everyone knows that um there's always going to be a better way of doing things Mm-hmm. And there are going to be people. There are always going to be people that are um, just inclined to do things the way that we've done it over and over and over again, and that is just not what progress is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so situations like this are just human. You know, we're never going to. We're always going to run into things like this where mm-hmm. you're being told, like, "Hey, we got a method of of you know, ensuring or not ensuring, but you know, preventing HIV from being contracted by these kids." Um, why don't mm-hmm. you use these? tried and true methods mm-hmm. um but yeah that this is a this is a very interesting article because you can see it from so many different directions exactly um, and that's why we're going to break that down yeah in so our next segment yeah so let's just jump into the segment here because i got uh some things i want to talk about um so this segment is uh called dual horizon okay we're going to discuss the uh what we believe may be the positive impact that this mm-hmm. technology is going to have on humanity the future of our uh, our species, and also the negative implications too. 
So let's start with the first part of the segment, uh, the light horizon. So do you want to start this off with some of the positives, thing, the positives of, of CRISPR, the positive technology is going to have uh, sure, our, yeah. our, our species? Yeah. Well, yeah, I could, on the positive end, this is progression. This mm-hmm. is modern medicine um, really pushing itself and it's, we, we right now have a lot of, there are diseases that we know have been really pesky for human beings between like, you know, cancer, AIDS, yeah. HIV, right. herpes, right. the flu, right. dance fever, right. those things. So there's a <laughs> lot of like issues that we have to like start to figure out how we're going to address. And like, I think people have been waiting for bigger breakthroughs. I think in terms of with all the technology that has now existed um, or has come to exist in just a few years, like, you know, Eric and I, we're not going to, I'm not going to age us, but we were around when you had, uh, during dial-up, like we, we you'd use dial-up. Right. We were, Imagine if we just stayed in a world where dial-up was just, eh, yeah. you got dial-up, you can, you can, you can get this picture load in like literally five minutes, just yeah. scrolling up the screen. Like, come on, you, could you imagine life if we still had dial-up? You know, if we still had dial-up, I think I would, I think I would still be just as obsessed with the internet because I was crazy <laughs> obsessed with the internet as soon as I got, as soon as we had dial-up. Like, well, you, you dealt with it, you know what I mean? You, yeah. You're still downloading on Napster, you didn't yeah. care, you know what I mean? Some people really did. They're just <laughs> like, all right, hour. this works. I didn't, I never would have thought of social media. Mm-hmm. I never would have thought of that. Like, social never, media could not exist on the level that it is right now if yeah. we had dial-up. Come yeah. On now. And I'm, sidebar, we pioneered the internet. I'm just going to say <laughs> millennials, we we got in there we got in there and we made it right so i'm just saying did but we anyway, i don't or, <laughs> <laughs> we made it wrong <laughs> okay i got you but anyway sorry um as far as this um, the medical implications yes like modern science we've been trying it ha- i have not seen as much discoveries or movements when it comes to modern science and that's honestly why this season bioengineering is something that i'm so excited about because i do want to hear about how we are utilizing um machine uh, or technology and medicine to improve humanity. And this is a great example of that. Um, with CRISPR, what you're going to be able to do is you could, you could potentially keep certain diseases that still exist to this day out. Like we could, we could snip that out for us. African-American sickle cell anemia is something that still uh, plagues us. Um, even, I don't know, anemia, things like that. Things that, like, you're genetically prone to have. Um, male pattern baldness. You know, uh, these like that, or, Well, that like, was using CRISPR for vanity. You know? I know. No, that's exactly... <laughs> some people will be using CRISPR for vanity. Yeah, they had, they had designer babies in the in the uh, article. Right? Yeah, exactly. And so we'll talk about that as that. well. That's like, like the other... Yeah, yeah that is some kind of duck. <laughs> but the positives in this is that, like, yes, like, there are going to be ways that we can prevent diseases from happening, debilitation... Um, also like just maybe even just, um, physical deform, um, deformities that may occur also just depending on just the pregnancy, depending on what may have happened during the pregnancy, some type of trauma that may have happened to the mother, maybe some type of disease that the father has, we can really kind of knock that out. And so that's something that I see as a positive. How about you? Uh, I'll be honest with you, man. I do not see many positives of this, of this technology at all. Do you see one? Do I see one? I mean, I mean, kind of in line with what, I mean, honestly, the, what the article is talking about with HIV and all that, I can see a positive in that a little bit. Cause like me personally, I've always kind of considered 
sexually transmitted diseases to be like sort of like a punishment, you know what I mean? For, for being like loose, you know, like you weren't, you weren't safe when you were doing your business, you know? So I've always seen it as kind of a punishment, but if you're a kid that gets like some sexually transmitted diseases and you didn't make a conscious decision to be unsafe, you know, and you can get that removed, then yeah, I'm a hundred percent on, on board for that, I think. And that's probably the only positive, uh, positive application that I can see with this technology at all. I see a lot of negatives and the article kind of spelled out a few of them, but I have even more than the article even suggested. So, okay, well then let's move over to dark horizons and uh, keep it limited to five minutes. Okay. <laughs> we'll go to dark horizons. I do. I got like 20 minutes of things that I think. Like, uh, <laughs> so, uh, so, so yeah, um, the, the negatives. Okay. I agree with the, um, article completely about not knowing the implications through successive generations. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, you don't know, cause the thing is these, these kids that don't have HIV, which is great, um, that are coming up, they're twins. They made a twin embryo. Uh, they, they, they turned the embryo into a, to two sets of twins or a set of twins rather. They're living out there with the rest of every, with everyone breathing on them, taking in their breaths, um, all these, all these things. And they're going to enter into romantic relationships at some point. Yeah, and they're going to have children and they are going to, you know, have a, have a bloodline. We don't know what the effect of that is going to be at all. They could end up having like superhero kids. You never know. Like so they could end up having like, you ever seen scanners? Scanners? Yeah. Ever seen scanners? I haven't. What, what, tell me about the synopsis, please. Synopsis. Okay. So basically I'm going to spoil it for you a little bit. Okay. Bas- so well, you got, well, what if you want to see it? It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Scanners is basically. I might not see it. Oh well, you should. I think it's a good movie. It's a psych. I'll show you a little clip of it of a guy's head exploding as soon as we're done here. But um, okay. Uh, so it's a psychological thriller. It's a horror. It's uh, oh, what's his name? David Cronenberg. He's David. the guy that made The Fly, right? Oh, wait a minute. You're talking about um, go go Jeff Goldblum. Well, he's in The Fly, but. Cronenberg is the visionary oh, behind the one that made bo- it. Yeah, he's he does body horror. But okay. in, in Scanners, there's a psychological thriller about these beings that have like telepathic. It's not really it's not really telepathic. It's like a cross between telepathic and telekinetic abilities. They can like feel your nervous system, hmm. you know, and they can make your body do things. Hmm. Um, and it's like really trippy. But th- they get the abilities. By, uh, their parents being subject to like a, uh, um, experiment. Mm-hmm. You know, they get, they like fed the, the mothers some type of, um, like drug, like fentanyl or something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And the kids, while they were in the womb, while the, the moms were taking this drug, ended up developing the, the abilities and became what are, what are known as scanners or whatever. Mm-hmm. So you don't even know if these, if these two twins that are out there, they, have children if they'll end up with superpowers or some shit you don't even know wow and but i mean we kind of cool but it's still, <laughs> it's still scary yeah. um but that's just one thing and i want to i want to keep it limited here because i got a few things here that yeah. i think i see this technology kind of you know ripping up yeah the family unit is kind of in danger with this technology a little bit you know what i mean no, how so so all right think about um in the article it talked about how if his if he john Quay, Quay, yeah. If 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 his, John Quay's findings are legit and everything that he's reporting that he's done is actually true, mm-hmm. then his breakthrough is pretty much on par with the first uh, 
baby born through in vitro fertilization, right? Mm-hmm. But in vitro fertilization is also kind of an unnatural deal. You know what I mean? Well, not kind of, it is. It's unnatural, right? Mm-hmm. It, it isn't, you know, a natural coming together of a man and a woman. It's, it involves science. Science mm-hmm. is involved there. Mm-hmm. Same thing here. We're getting to a point where mate selection is not really that important. It, it, it's become less important as a result of in vitro fertilization. But my thing is that I think that with CRISPR technology and it becoming more accessible, potentially, mm-hmm. the mate selection, like, severity will kind of decrease a bit too. You know what I mean? Like, it mm-hmm. won't really matter if you find somebody that has the features that you really want in your child. Because if you think about male attractiveness and uh, what, what what males find attractive and what females find attractive it all goes towards the singular purpose of, of what of producing a child that you know will have the features that they that they, that they want and i think that i hear you say i think that that might be more um that might be like more subconscious Subconscious. What do you mean by subconscious? I don't think, like me personally, I don't think that I pick my, I, I or I go on dates with somebody that I think is just going to create like model babies. I think mm. I'm more or less I'm attracted to the person that's in front of me rather than like the their potential to create some type of like a kid that'll match up with my genes and will end up like um being a model family. Well, I mean, I look at that stuff. I I I look at. Well, if we want to get personal about things like, I mean, if a girl's got, you know, the goods, she's got the goods. And from from a, you know, general, generally speaking, you know, I'm not even talking about me here. Mm-hmm. Guys are generally attracted to a girl with big tits, big ass, things like that. Nice mm-hmm. curves the and, you know, nice skin, nice youth, nice youthful skin. These are all indicators of fertility, right? And a man's kind of hardwired that way to, to look at that. Cause even if you're walking down the street, you can't help but kind of like turn your head and like, sh- they just look over at a girl that's got the goods, mm-hmm. you know, you can't help that. You're kind of hardwired to do that. At least I am. So the reason that my, my neck sh- turns that way is because I'm hardwired to look for the most fertile woman out there. And those features like, you know, big boobs, big butt, those are sometimes signs of, you know, optimum fertility. Now, okay. I know what you're saying is like, yeah, I can see that as being subconscious. Hundred percent, you're hundred percent right. You can consciously change your your mind and go for something totally different for whatever right. purpose suits you. But on a biological level, I think you know you're kind of hardwired, and then you can turn it around with the, with the from the female right. perspective too. You well, know? I mean, so back to uh, like, how, how, so how does CRISPR impact the mate selection? Mate selection, so. You really don't need to. You can you can produce a child now mm-hmm. that you know is strong, fast, smart, all those things, and it, it really doesn't matter who you pick. And that's where we get into like the conversation about um, who will even have access to. Well, this is a, well, that's where accessibility will will be the indicator yeah, of whether like, or not this happens. New technology is never accessible to like people that are making minimum wage. You know, like new technology, new science and stuff like that. Medical science is not going to be presented to the people that usually are more susceptible to these diseases. Mm. And that's usually people that, you know, are socioeconomically kind of disenfranchised. And I think that like this might be another way that like 
in a way that might exacerbate classism in some ways. I can see that 100%. I mean, like, well, the, the whole thing that will determine the level of accessibility is the amount of money that, uh, you know, it can garner. Mm-hmm. So, like, fertility clinics are making money. They're making money off surrogates. They're making money off in vitro fertilization. They're making money off all that stuff. Mm-hmm. If CRISPR technology can prove as a, as a viable business model, if it is a viable business model, it wins. And it becomes super accessible, you know? And you may – well, obviously, we don't live in that time right now. I'm kind of projecting out. Mm-hmm. But it really depends on the business model. If it's something that people are going to want in mass – you might see that price drop down a little bit to where, you know, somebody working at McDonald's might be able to get in on that. I don't know. Because, because like, you have to also think about the fact that, like, um, EpiPens. Hmm. EpiPens, and it, like, used to be affordable, and now they're, like, what, like $100 a pop? Mm. And people used to be able to get that, like, right over That's the That's Martin Shkreli's fault. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he has his hand in that somehow. I don't know how, but he, he does it. As long as a corporation has the ability to jack something up in price... They're going to do it. Well, yeah. Of course, because like, it's always about like... That's how businesses work. That's it's exactly about, how it's businesses work. It's about maximizing work. profits and, and minimizing costs. Exactly. But that's the hard part when, you, when we talk about medicine, you know, something that's designed to... It's it's inherently helping people. But then at, but we're also in a time, due to, you know, America being capitalistic, you know, something that could be used as a positive could be utilized as a negative when you talk about designer babies and creating the next like five lebron james mm. well <laughs> damn that if, you, if we create the next five lebron james and it kind of doesn't make lebron james seem that special anymore you know what i mean exactly it's like it's like it's, it's like, like the he's incredibles just because it's, it's carl or whatever it's like it's yeah right <laughs> <laughs> no it's like the incredibles it's like the superhero in the credibles one he was like if everybody's a superhero oh uh, well hey do you watch anime um, some, somewhat. There's, this, there's an anime called My Hero Academia. I lo- yeah, yeah, yeah. You watch that? Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And basically, it's like that where everybody's, like, got a power. If you don't have a power, then it's just like, uh, yeah, like, who are you? Yeah, what's your, <laughs> um, that's awkward that you're in my eyes. Yeah, it's like, it's like, really, if you don't have a power, you're the special one. <laughs> and, and, and everyone else has a power, it's just normal. Normal, yeah, yeah. Like, you're the one that has to keep up. Yeah. It's gonna be like the boys. Like the boys. That's the first thing I thought about too. Cause I was, as I was thinking about like, um, I don't want to spoil, I want to spoil the boys. If anybody wants to like skip ahead by like 10 seconds, we want to spoil Spoiler this. alert. Spoiler alert. Um, I'll put together like a little I, thing and it'll be like a spoiler alert. Right. Basically they're, they're growing them in, in the labs, right? Mm-hmm. And they're not, yeah, they're cut away from society for the most part. Well, mm-hmm. not, not all of them, just Homelander, right? Yeah, he was. So that's what I'm afraid of, right? Somebody it's, in it's, the lab. It's like, we actually, because the thing is, just like you said earlier, we found out about this guy doing this shit like last year. We yeah. don't know. We don't know like when he how, was doing, like how yeah, long I he's been. I think they perfected. said that he had done like seven or something. He like said he had sixteen like embryos implanted, like eleven women in the article. Like, like he had definitely done. He was getting around. He was yeah, busy. He was at this point. He was like a pure own vet. Like, yeah, this guy's like a super villain or something. Like he's like. Or, or or he's or he's a super savior. We don't know, and that's the thing. Like, well, that's the same with Homelander, man. <laughs> but but, but yeah, so it's like I'm just afraid that that's happening right now. That we don't even know that there's like a superhero being created in a lab somewhere that we don't even know about, and we're gonna get, we're gonna find out about it like next year in 2020. Yeah, like, it was gonna be like, what the hell? Why, why can this guy fly? Why is he in vision? Like, what the hell? Like. This guy's like twenty years old. Right? Like, what is he born yet? Last year? He's twenty? Like what? I know. Like people just <laughs> hanging out there invisible, hanging out in bathrooms, just like, <laughs> <laughs> just like rolling around. No, like, but exactly. And so 
I mean, yeah, those are, they're positives, they're negatives. I'm sure you guys are going to have your own opinion and we want to hear what your opinions are. Right. So, um, I guess we'll go ahead and wrap it up. But if you guys want to engage with us and talk to us about it, like find us on social media and we'll continue the conversation there. Um, but otherwise go out there and like learn more about it. Um, so I guess like, um, are you okay for us to uh, wrap this up, Eric? Uh, well, how about, how about you? Do you have any more negatives that you, that you caught out of this? I mean, I know I was pretty vocal about it. No, actually, I think I was, I got what I needed to say. And I I appreciate you bringing your perspective. Um, I appreciate you hearing out mine. I I hear your perspective. I hear it. I appreciate it. That's how you have a conversation, people. Yeah, that's how you do it. You don't just tell people to, to like, you don't yell them down. You don't. Yeah. Looking at you, millennials. God. (laughs) Learn how to talk. Damn, cancel, cancel culture, man. I know. Fucking kids. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. All right. Then. All right. Let's let, All right, I'm ready to wrap it up. Okay. Right. So, thank you guys. This has been our first installment of Dual Horizons. Thank you so much for listening. Uh if you guys, gals, or they's liked today's episode, please share it with your friends and family on social media. If you are a new listener and want to keep up with our stories, please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Castbox, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, don't forget to follow us on Twitter and IG at Dual Horizons. We like to post about other new developments in tech that we don't have time to cover in the podcast so if you tweet us we'll probably tweet you i'm um, tweet you back also uh, feel free to slide in our dms on ig if that's more your style and if you have any requests for episodes or just want to get in touch with us you can email us at dual horizons pod at gmail.com don't forget the pod because i always do when i'm trying to log into the email and that like messes me up every time so dual horizons pod at gmail.com um We check it pretty regularly, so who knows? We may read your request and decide to make an episode from your suggestion. Uh, We'll definitely give you a shout-out if that is the case. Uh, You can find our episode sources in the episode description, our articles and things. So feel free to nerd out to your heart's desire and read up on CRISPR or whatever else we talk about in this season. With that being said, that's a wrap for us. Eric and Cedric, signing off. That's it for today. Remember... Keep your eyes on the horizon.